not even smart. Hello, everybody. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kate. And welcome to You're You're Not Not Even Smart. Smart. So today is my day to tell us a fun story. And again, I'm sourcing Ripley's Believe It or Not because I can fall down these rabbit holes forever. And I went through so many pages to find like the perfect one. And I got really excited about it because, again, it's a story I've never heard before. Okay. But... Caitlin watches a lot more documentaries than I do. It's my main hobby. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that being said, this may be something you've heard before, but I'm going to share it anyway because our friends deserve to know. Um, it is about the, and I could be pronouncing this wrong, but Dion Quintuplets. All right. So in 1934. Quintuplets is eight, right? No. No? <laughs> What's Quint? Quint. Have you ever seen the movie Quint? Yeah. Don't they have eight babies? They have five. Five. It's the Octo Mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so Quints are five. Okay. So in 1934 in Ontario, Canada, um, five identical girls were born. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So they are the world's first recorded quintuplets to survive infancy. Fair enough. So they were born premature. Combined, they weighed 13 to 14 pounds, all five of them. Okay. That's just wild to me um but at the time you know the birth of five babies was unheard of with them all surviving especially 1934 like um yeah that's wild so it drew like obviously a whole bunch of attention and they are the only known set of identical quintuplets to live to adulthood Mm -hmm. um they the next surviving quintuplets that were born were in 1943 but they were not identical so this was like a... Does it say why they don't live? Well, I... Like, is it just because it was like older times and we didn't have healthcare, Or is there like something genetic that happens to them? So yes. Um, and then this is going to sound horrible that I'm going to make this comparison. But you know, like when a dog has a litter of puppies and there's yeah. always like the runt. There's just do... like the rate of survival. Right. It's, yeah. it's definitely the, sur- I, the survival rate of any twins triplets anything like that it becomes more difficult they're typically born premature because yeah you just can't hold them yeah mom can't withstand that much and so when they're born it is really hard to make sure they survive lots of babies end up spending a lot of time in the NICU when they do um because of that so even still like the infant mortality rate when it comes to any multiplied number of babies is a lot they definitely like recommend that you like abort two or three of them what it's true really yeah if you have like multiples like uh, they will pick like baby a and b are doing great they're the right size baby c is like too small not doing well right and we can i guess that kind of makes sense yeah but yeah so this was five babies that were all born healthy and survived and they're identical in the 30s 1934 so, um, according to, there are two surviving sisters as of this article that I'm referencing, okay. um, Annette and Cecile, and they talked about, they actually have, and I'll get into that later, but they have a memoir that they wrote about their whole situation because it's a lot more unhinged than just, wow, five babies. Quint. Yeah. Um, so they were wrapped in blankets and placed near an open oven for the warmth in their farmhouse and stuff. Um, not an incubator and make you well no they were not it was 1934 you know so um the baby's names 
were Marie, Emily, Cecile, Annette, and Yvonne. Damn. Yeah. I, I confused the two I have and my dog, so I cannot. Oh, yeah. So, um, many people viewed their birth as a sign of hope and strength because it was in the midst of the Great Depression. So, I like, I can't. I can't feed my two kids right now. It's <laughs> exactly this the point. This five kids. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so, they were born in the Great Depression. So, people were saying, you know, it was incredible that they were able to all survive. Um, the chances of having identical twins are about 1 in 250. And the likelihood of having identical triplets and larger is significantly smaller. The New York Times once reported the odds of identical quintuplets to be 1 in a billion. Yeah. So this was, like, wild. That's, like, even in my whole life, I think I've only met, like, two sets of identical twins. I don't even know that I've met a set of identical twins. I definitely went to school with a set of identical girls. I did. I knew, um, I knew we had neighbors that had identical twins and little girls, but everyone else I've known is fraternal, like, yeah. twins. So after they were born, their dad reached out to a newspaper and was like, hey, we want to run a birth announcement, but is it going to be more expensive <laughs> to run five <laughs> instead of five one? Kids. So then the reporters and photographers were like, hold no, on. No, no, no. We got you. What? And so they all traveled over there to go see the babies, and they sent out the news to outlets across the country. Even the Associated Press received word and got international attention. Um, since no set of quintuplets was ever known to have lived for very long, the sisters struggled to survive, made front page headlines just everywhere. Yeah. Um, so then the Canadian Red Cross sent nurses and incubators to the home. Oh, and great. yeah, mm -hmm. the, the girls grew healthy and became the most famous babies in the world. So this is where it starts Until getting... Octomom. <laughs> yes. This is where it starts getting weird, though. So they got reached out to by a promoter for the Chicago World's Fair. And they offered them a large financial reward along with medical care for the girls if they attend their, like, event. Now, the family... Obviously, in the Great Depression, they're like, money? Yeah. Okay. They already had five other children. Damn. So this pregnancy made it ten. Yeah, no. What? Oh, wild. I mean, were they trying to just have one? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they could just... But still, why although, would you want six? I mean, maybe they didn't even want one, but, like, back then there wasn't, like, That's adequate birth control. That's true. Um, so... Olivia, their mother's name was Olivia, um, talked to her religious advisor who was like, yeah, absolutely, get your coin. Um, so the priest encouraged this as long as he himself received one-seventh of their pay. Nefarious. Um, so that's, his, that's he was priests. saying they were a miracle of God. So Olivia agreed to do that, and then the news spread about what he said, and everybody was like, fuck you, bro. Like, so he got real big backlash Good. and a bunch of people were saying that's not right. But then Canadians were pissed because they were like, how dare you take our incredible, like, strength and hope signal and take it to America. It's called the World's Fair. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, construction going on outside. Yeah, if, if you can you hear that, that. <laughs> my bad. Um, so they were all upset. 
and he decided to return the check with a letter saying kids are not coming. So they changed their mind, but they came, they decided too late because of course it wasn't even that like he was tormented with what he was doing to his children. He was like, you know, getting backlash and it was the attention and stuff that he was like, oh shit, I'm, I should probably not get canceled in 1934. Like, let's not make my children the new freak show. Which, like, freak shows were still a thing in the 30s. So, (laughs) too late, because the government was like, screw you guys for trying to send them away to America to make money. Um, And they took the kids away from them. For going to a carnival in Chicago? It's called the World's Fair. It celebrated everybody. And then um, they took the babies away. And passed the Dion Quintuplet Guardianship Act. Yeah, they made it like a big deal. So you can't exploit your kids in Canada? We so, should do that here. Here we go. This is about <laughs> to get even weirder. Great. The girls became wards of the state, housed in a nursery that eventually transformed into Quintland, a tourist attraction for visitors around the Disgusting. world. Disgusting. I cannot even begin to tell you how much I would love to watch this as a documentary. I read about it and I was immediately like, this is the one. This is wild. Yeah. And like every little paragraph is getting weirder and weirder. And I'm That's so disgusting. So They're like you can't exploit your kids, but we as the country, we're going to do that. Right. We're it was, and I, I know that. it's because they were sending them out of the country. And that was like, that was their big, but, like, but not even that far. Right. It, it didn't make sense to me anyway, because it was like, oh, you're going to exploit them over there. Or they're just mad that they're leaving the country. And like, we should exploit them here. Yeah, basically. So anyway, um, For nine years, the girls were put on display multiple times a day. During the peak of the Great Depression, they had more than three million visitors come. That's what people were spending their money on? Yep. They're like, it's a depression, but we got to see the coin. They were watching these girls from like behind a glass while they just played. They were just being children. Um, The kids could hear people, but they couldn't see anybody. And they had little contact with their parents, even though their parents lived... Directly across the street. Cute. Yeah. What the fuck? So the board of directors for a organization of multiple births in Canada um, said they were made into a zoo. They certainly got sold out. I think the government and the doctor really sold their image and sold the cuteness factor. So there yeah. is a whole organization developed to multiple births and like now their chair of director was like, yeah, it's crap. So they ended up generating about five hundred million dollars in revenue, and uh, just that, for the state, for that specific village. So they had new hotels and restaurants and souvenir shops, and they became the planet's most photographed children. They were on the front page of Time and Life magazines, and did advertisements for like Colgate and some cough syrup, and <laughs> were on postcards. Do you have too many kids? Give them right? all coffee to put right? in bed. Um, <laughs> they had dolls that actually outsold Shirley Temple, like dolls. And four movies were made about them in the 1930s. We should find one. We should find one. I'm like, this is wild. So you can't see it, but there is like a magazine cover that says it's modern screen. And it's like a drawing depiction of the four Dion's sisters, or five, excuse me, five Dion sisters and Shirley Temple. And there's a quote at the bottom that says, I want to play with the quince, says Shirley Temple. So they were really just exploiting, we should do an episode on Shirley Temple because that. So they obviously didn't have very typical childhoods. 
they were subject to like scientific experiments they were like treated like royal little princesses and, and cinderellas like the 30s and 40s there were some creepy terrible medical experiments absolutely back then so they did go to school um within quintland mm. mm-hmm. uh, they didn't travel much they didn't get to develop normally and they did write a memoir and the memoir is called we were five yeah. and yeah so I would love to read that. But anyway, so after they turned nine, uh, their parents got custody back from them. Mm-hmm. And years later, the sisters were like, hey, we we're mistreated by our parents. They could not develop healthy relationship with their parents' other children because they didn't know them. Um, in their memoir, they described the situation as the saddest home we ever knew. Yeah. They, well, within their own house with their parents. They said that they were responsible for doing more chores than their other siblings and serving their family. They did not, they were like out of the spotlight after Quintland. And then they did a few like memoir and book things. Um, By the time they were 18, they did not have a good education. So like they, this says that they could not tell the difference between a nickel and a dime. And they, they just weren't educated well. They were put on display. Um, so one of the five, Emily, died at 20 during an epileptic seizure. Oh, shit. Yeah. So at really young, I mean, they made it to adulthood, which is what everybody is, like, shocked about. Yeah. Um, so Quintland itself was free. So you, when you said that's what people were spending their money on in the Great Depression, it was free itself. Um, but the government put aside money that they made through their advertisement and souvenirs and all that stuff in a trust fund that was supposed to be for the girls later in life. However, yeah, no. <laughs> they used it to pay the salaries of the nurses that took care of them in the theme park and the policemen who directed the traffic and things like toilet paper for the tourists and stuff that were there. And in the late 90s, the sisters came out into the media because they launched a campaign for the Ontario government to figure out what the fuck is going on. So they ended up winning a settlement of $4 million, which is not nearly not shit. enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Five people. I know one of them died, but... Or how many are left at this point? Well, four, but still a million. If it was between... I mean, it was between the four because she only so made it to a million dollars a piece? Yeah, that's no, not... not that a, for shit. nine years of your life and then not having... No education, torn away from your family. Absolutely. You get $1 million. That is not shit. Especially, like, I know things have changed from the 90s. It was still, like, 30 years ago. Even but in the 90s, a million dollars is not a lot. Exactly. So um, they did do an interview in the New York Times in 2017 um, because they wanted to keep the house that they were born into. And then a bunch of people, like residents that were local and senior citizens who remember them, um, launched to help them keep their house. And they did win that. Um, they're hoping – it says they're – Likely reopening as a museum in the summer of 2018. So. Google that. I know. I'm going to find out if it's still. I will let you know. The Dion Quince Museum is open in North Bay, Ontario. Cool. If you live in Ontario, send me pictures. Ontario? Yeah. Ontario. Ontario. That's what I said. So now they have like a mission statement. They want to preserve the birth home of them. And accompanying artifacts for enjoyment and education of current and future generations. Develop and foster community awareness of Canadian history. 
organizing educational initiatives, social events, organizing fundraising activities, and just as a historical thing is what it looks like to me. Mm. Because that's wild, right? I think it's like so crazy. That's one of the things that I was like, Canada? Like if this happened in anywhere in America, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. But Canada? Come on, guys. What? I hate you because it's so relevant to a topic for you later. You want to talk about? Um, about Canada. You got to save it. Yep. You got to save it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just was flabbergasted. I was reading about it and I was like, cool, quins. And then it went more. And I was like, oh man, they were going to sell them off to the Chicago fair. But and they, then, were, they were just going to go on like a paid for family vacation. To the I don't Chicago think they World's wanted fair. the family to go. I think they just wanted the kids because there were five other kids too. They weren't paying yeah. for all the, I like, think it was send dad and the five quids. No, I don't think the parents were going. I think this you guy can't was just like send five small children in to 1934. Chicago. Still, they I would think need he, a supervisor. There of were some children sort. that were in the freak shows in the carnival that didn't have parents. They just became wards they, of the fair. Yeah, but they had like somebody, an adult with them to like make sure they moved appropriately. Like you're not just gonna hand five five year olds a train ticket and be like figure it out. Yeah, but I think they would have gone. There's an adult gone... that like ushers them to. Specific right. Places. I do think that the guy working the carnival was like, um, I'll yeah. give you money. You let me take them. And I think the like purveyor, I think it would have been called of the Chicago World's Fair was like somebody who worked for the mayor. Why do and you know like, that? Um, the Chicago World's Fair is my favorite World's Fair because um, of H.H. Holmes. I just think so. Okay. Even still, Chicago World Fair. I think that's wild. They were like, let us take the freaks crazy but yeah the fact that they made Queensland like it's Queensland Disneyland or something and it was just like a room with a two-sided mirror yeah literally <laughs> like a playroom just a police interrogation room with some toys yeah and that is remember when we watched Megan <laughs> it was just that room yeah <laughs> if you haven't seen Megan you should you should you have to go into that thinking, though, that it's it's going to be funny. It it's, is a comedy. That it is, is not a, a horror movie. Absolutely a comedy. It was it's hilarious. I was laughing out loud because it's ridiculous, but, like, in a funny way. It was, yeah. it was, that's the intent of it. And I will, you will never convince me otherwise. The person who. Terrible in a, in the best way. The actual person who wrote everything could come to me and be like, no, it was a horror movie. I'd be like, you're lying. Yeah, you just made money. But yeah, watch me again. That's so that's what they did. They were just in a room and played in front of onlookers. Yeah, for free. I wonder if anything. See this. I know how the world works, and there was something more sinister behind that. That's what I think. Yeah. I wonder if there's a document. Ooh, there is a documentary. <laughs> we oh, that's that a documentary before. short. That came out in 1939. Those are the best. That scares me. Um, there was a TV movie called The Dion Quintuplets, 1978, though. How's Dion spelled? D-I-O-N-N-E. Yeah, like Dion Warwick. Yeah, that's okay. why I'm pronouncing it like that. But yeah. I really could be wrong. Who knows? Diony. Okay, so this is like a... Dark. Don't have kids. And if you do, sell them to the Chicago World Fair. <laughs> When you get a chance. But yeah, it was um, it was just a wild story. So yeah, that's my story on the Dion Quintuplets and Quinsland. And 
I just thought that was incredible and I don't know how I haven't heard about it. I don't know why Netflix hasn't done an updated documentary on it because um, it's wild and I think it would be really great. Um, yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch a mini series on that. I'd watch a drama as a remake of it that was a little more... <laughs> a lifetime movie. Yeah, please. <laughs> Let's make Candace one. Cameron Bure, get on it. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, the religious undertones she that would it would be, have. She would She'd be the, the priest. side of the priest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh man, but she's yeah. the worst. She really is. <laughs> Could you imagine having Quince? Never. Oh, it makes me want to watch that Disney movie Quince again. Do you think it's loosely based on? I need to watch it again. Yeah, no, I don't think that's what it's about. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's what it's about, but I'm looking for an excuse to watch a Disney Channel original movie. I think I've seen that movie since I was like six years old. Yeah. Um, well, I was like, you weren't six. When did Quince come out? I don't know, but... I'm Googling it right now because I, like, I feel like I was very young. I feel like I was like eight or nine. Because it wasn't long oh, well, after. That would track. It came out in 2000. I was seven years old. You're younger than me. So By I was like... one year. Yeah, you were seven. Yeah. I said I feel like it came out when I was eight. Yeah. And then I said... Oh, that tracks you're younger than me. Yeah, so it came out in 2000. That seems like not that long ago. Like, I people talk about like body dysmorphia. I, the concept of time, not real. Uh uh, not real. The 1990s were still 20 years ago. I'm like, I'm in my 20s, you know, it's fine. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were 20 years ago. No, but well, 30, but 30, 33 like, at this point. The late point. 90s was, you know, yeah, like. But yes, I'm 30 and I was born in the 90s. Yeah. Obviously. But it's not about in my lifetime. Obviously, in my lifetime, I have a timeline because I was there. When people start talking about anything before like 1900 mm-hmm. goes out the window for me. Yeah. I cannot piece it. And then when like, oh, those funny TikToks where it's like Cleopatra was born closer to the iPhone than the building oh, of yeah. the pyramids. I'm oh. like... Sure. When they talk about certain uh. celebrities that were alive when something else, like Charlie Chaplin was alive when this was happening, and I'm like, what? Oh Those don't go together. I was talking to Tyler about this last night because we were watching a docuseries um, on the year 1968 mm-hmm. and how it was just like the craziest year for in American history. Like it was one of the most like outstanding years in our history. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and when it happened, and it was April of 1968 and I was like holy shit like my own father was like five years old that year yeah like this happened within his lifetime not just like my grandparents lifetime but my own dad my mom was born the next year but that the way people talk about it that was 300 years ago yeah absolutely like no it was literally like within my father's lifetime right the way I learned about it in like elementary school my brain was like oh this is like history History. yeah Yeah. and now to like be like holy shit that was not that long ago ago. at all um I fell down a fun little rabbit hole where like it was gonna be my topic for a hot minute and then I was like I can't go into this too much and I want to tell you about it anyway um I (laughs) did reading on the history of the choker like the necklace? The necklace? Yeah. Like 90s chokers. Been around for a whole lot longer with yeah. lots of different reasonings. Yeah. One of the reasonings like is that... Even like old fashioned, they have yes. like a ribbon. The ribbon the and green stuff ribbon. was... You know the story? Yes, yeah. I love that. 
The ribbons, though, themselves were said to be um, memorials for people who met their fate at the guillotine. I mean, yeah. And I think that that's sense. so interesting. I was like, I'm And then you get into, like, the guillotine was last used the same year the Star Wars movie was released. Was it really? Yeah. It was still being used in France in, like, oh. the late 70s. Now we're back to the time thing yeah. that just does not compete with me anymore. Yeah. Absolutely It was still not. being used in the, like, late... No. I think they... I have never seen a Star Wars movie, but they came out. They started coming out in the late 70s. <laughs> They're going to cancel us. <laughs> never seen a Star Wars movie. You know what? There are other nerd things that are so much better. Stop. You can't say stuff like that. But no, I I just, I was like looking at the history of the Choker and I was just like, oh my God. And then it talked about Anne Boleyn and her little pearl necklace and all the things that were so similar in the cut of different necklaces and I was like I can't just talk about chokers so are you like a better <laughs> criminal it, or like I don't know how to explain the thought that just went through my head <laughs> yeah I, I would <laughs> love for you too you're like I'm wearing six chokers today because I know that many bad people that oh like a teardrop yeah. like a teardrop <laughs> on your face yeah. well I think that's if you did the bad thing but like yeah if you're like why would you want to show off that you were, like, friends with the guy who got accused it's of something it's, no, that no, got no. him his head cut well, off? Well, half the time, those were just, like, the yeah. Salem witch trials. <gasps> Speaking of, that was another thing I read about. It was just drugs. Um, well, the Salem witch trials, it wasn't actually on the, on the Salem witch trial. Um, it was during that time, there were trials going on about the tomato. And I wanted the to tell tomato. you this. Tomatoes, like the plant. Okay. The vegetable. The fruit. Um, Just the way you said the tomato. Yeah. Like, it was a tomatoes. whole thing in Salem. Like they w had a whole problem with it um, yeah. because it resembled the fruit of sin. And it was a problem. You mean they weren't talking about apples? <laughs> no. They, they were like, okay, so tomatoes used to be used as like household decor. It wasn't something that you ate. Why they rot so quick? The plant vines and stuff were all nice yeah. though. So like that was a whole thing. So they were decorative for a long time and then people started eating them and everybody liked them and it was great and it was fine. And then somebody made like a comparison to it being very close to the fruit of sin. And so then people were like, oh my God. Yeah, an apple um, from Adam and Eve. And so they were like, oh my God, we can't eat this anymore. And people were like losing their shit over tomatoes being demonic. So actually, fun fact. I love this. Um, very old historical sites where people like think the Garden of Eden was, which is like obviously not real but uh <laughs> i said it and i'll say it again uh, but like fossil records and soil samples and whatnot apples did not exist as a fruit then the tomato did interesting <laughs> so it was probably a tomato but it was on but a also tree. they were like 15 pounds but they said like it was giant. on a tree yeah but that's why are tomatoes considered a fruit because of the way they grow similar to fruit trees and they would have been because it was the Garden of Eden and everything was fantastical and big and beautiful. And so, the, like in the, you know, like in actual fossil records and like real stories, like in the Jurassic period and whatnot, the world, like the climate of the world was so much different that things grew so much bigger mm -hmm. and taller. So a tomato plant would have been a tree and a real tomato would have been like the size of a cantaloupe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe it was a tomato. Maybe. maybe Adam and Eve were real. <laughs> well, 
Salem had a whole uproar about tomatoes and people thought they were like dying because they were eating tomatoes because they were dying. I mean, during the Salem witch trials, yeah, people were dying all the time. Again, old. Because they had a fungus and they had hallucinations that so, thought people were witches. <laughs> no, the actual issue with like this at least where people were getting sick and then accusing people of being witches was because they were eating their tomatoes off of pewter plates, which has high levels of lead. Yeah. And then they were getting sick and instead of being like, oh my God, we don't have good hygiene here, you know, they were just blaming the tomatoes on it um, and it ended up being their cutlery and their their plates and stuff yeah and i thought i was still dealing with the effects of lead poisoning and boomers and that's why (laughs) old people think we are the absolute worst i do want to pop in really quickly with um because i would like to talk about this segment every once in a while as it occurs the baby on a bike because i'm mad about it and i don't know what to do right now and i don't know how to handle the situation where is it great question so let me let me back up we have this horrible, ugly toy. It's a little tricycle, metal tricycle that winds up and it's got this little red-headed baby with like matted hair that is a very, very old toy. Um, it's creepy. It is a creepy, creepy toy. My mom and I play this game where we hide it at each other's locations, work, house, give it to each other as gifts. We've been doing it for uh, almost two years now, yeah. two years-ish. Um, so I just went to go visit my mom I didn't have any carry-on. I didn't have any luggage. By the way, this is across the country from each other. Oh, yeah. My yeah. mom so lives out of state. it's not just like you're driving down the street no. and hiding it. These are so in-depth planned <laughs> things and we've across in- the country. And we involve other people in yes. them, too. So <laughs> we've had, um, you know, I was out of town. We were in California with my mother. And Caitlin's sister was visiting in Texas, drove it to Nevada, gave it to my brother-in-law, who was taking care of my mother's house and hid it in her home while we were all the rest of us were in California just to and it just pisses us off every time sometimes I'll go visit she'll sneak it in my bag in the last last second and I am screaming in the middle of TSA because this creepy ass baby falls out um we've got she's given it to me as birthday gifts she's passed it on to you and our other friend who's hid it here you um, got it for Christmas this year? I got it for Christmas this year, which really is a cop-out because I got it to her for Christmas, like, last year. <laughs> so, whatever. But I went to go drop off my kids when they were away, and I um, left it with my little brother, who very rarely gets included in things. And I hope he listens to this because if you double-crossed me, you little shit, I'm gonna be pissed. But I got in touch with him, and I was like, hey... You got it. You hold on to it. So then I leave and he's like, hey, do you want me to hide this? And I said, no, not yet because you need to wait for, you know, my stepdad to leave with my kids because otherwise she would have just stuck it in the bag. she'll just know. Yeah. So he said he did. He was like, okay, I put it in the medicine cabinet. He sent me a couple of pictures of it being there. And then he told me the other day we're sitting on the couch. He was on the phone with his dad and he who's was on my couch going yeah she saw it you know she was she said that bitch under her breath and I was like all right that sounds accurate whatever and so I was talking to my mom today and I said um I heard you got a a present from me and she goes what are you talking about and I go oh don't play that game with me you know what I'm talking about and she was like what are you talking about I said the baby on a bike it's in the cabinet in your bathroom and she goes no and she's like oh let me check and she goes and checks it's not in there 
She's like, am I in the wrong bathroom? Goes in the other one. And I'm like, she has a lying voice. So usually I can yeah. tell, but I can't tell right now because I think like my heart rate just elevated because I was pissed at my brother for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where, where is it? I said, did you send it with Victor? Because before Victor left, I, I checked this room and I just came in here again and I checked it again. And I don't see it anywhere. So I don't. Under the bed. I checked under the bed too. Is it in that drawer. I checked in that drawer. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I look. Did my little brother, you know, pass it along and say, "Hey, Amanda wanted me to do this to you. What yeah. do you want to do about it?" I don't and think then, he would. I feel like he wants to be. He's like, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, he but also, as much as he would like to be included with his siblings, I also think he would like the idea of pulling one over on them, which is what we do to each other. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'm really nervous about where it's at, but also my mom likes to keep it a secret when she has it so that she can get me. Yeah. So it really could go either way. But as of right now, I don't know the whereabouts of the baby on the bike. I do not believe it's in my possession, but if it is, I'm going to be mad about it. So Caitlin is traveling because her family lives very close to my family. And so she's traveling here pretty soon. And um, I... We'll never speak to you again. You bring <laughs> that baby back here. I will be so pissed. That'd be too obvious because you know I'll be there for a month and I'll probably see your parents. Yeah. So that I think that's too obvious because even if I wanted to pull one over on you, like with your mom, that's too obvious. And I know that. I'm just not going to like let you and in my house. she knows that. I'm going to make you arms out. I'm going to check the boys' backpack. Because she did get it to me once before. Mm-hmm. Um... And I passed it on to your nanny, mm-hmm. and she got it back to you. And then Rob found it, and it didn't work out that well. Yeah. Um, he, like, yelled from the, the game closet and was like, didn't you put this in your mom's house? And I was like, I immediately, because I knew. I knew. I played that off really well. You did not suspect Well, I me. was yelling at both of y'all, like, no, at first I was like, did one of y'all bring it? I, I had a feeling one of y'all had it. Yeah. And then it was there, and I was, like, yelling at both of y'all, and y'all were both, like wasn't us and I did I believed one you toxic trait about me I'm a liar <laughs> <laughs> yeah I believed you too and I like to say I'm good at that but recent things have shaken that up for me in my life that's a, a whole mini series we need to do um but yeah I believed you and I was so pissed I think I because I don't like surprises I don't like when people pull one over on me I'm usually like I'll set things up because I want to know how everything's going and I'll plan it. That's why it's so fun because you're so controlling. I am. And like, you think it's hilarious when it happens to other people. Yeah, I do. But you can't take it. I cannot. (laughs) Which is wild because I can take a lot of shit. We can talk shit all day. I'll go banter. You're not going to hurt me. funny shit. Yeah. But I I don't like... For some reason, this gets under your skin and that makes it better. It does get under my skin because I, I don't know why. And, and it's like everybody, I don't surround myself with stupid people. Everybody around me is smart. And so I'm like, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm better than anybody because I don't think that at all. Yeah. Um, but with this, for some reason, I'm just like, I feel like I'm in control of this. I'm aware of what's coming into my house and what's being done and stuff. And then I'm not. It's literally just a toy. It's literally a toy. But we've been doing it for a while. Um, so fuck. I don't know where it is right now and I'm a little stressed about it. I don't. I don't know. Are you texting I, my mom right now? I'm looking at somebody's funny shit on Disney Dreamlight Valley Adults Facebook page. <laughs> um, so much better. 
So join us next week. We have decided Wednesday is our new scheduled day for release of the podcast. Hump day. Hump day. <laughs> um, listen to our next episode on Wednesday. All right. Well, hope you learned something about the quince. You're not even fucking smart. You're not even smart. <laughs> Not even smart.